Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website. Welcome everyone I'm back to another episode. Of also, you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple I'm still Podcasts. Lindy. While you're there, hit the follow always. and subscribe button so you can stay <laughs> up to date on all of our episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials: Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter at Turn of the Millennials Pod, you know, and like us on Facebook or to leave a comment and a review. We greatly like, appreciate it. And we'll see you next episode. sick from school and you'd watch the soaps in the afternoon or when just in general when you were coming home from school and you having your snack and there was all of those like talk shows and everything so that's what we're going to be talking about today mm-hmm. plethora of soap operas over the years drama 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 <laughs> um but oh, first good old soap operas good, good old, old soap, soap operas on <laughs> um, that soapbox uh, that you wrote in on <laughs> oh man i have so many good memories of like the soaps that me and my mom used to watch together yeah, and you and yeah. me have memories of passion, passion. <laughs> but we will get into that yeah. in momentarily first yes. it is time for our millennial moment <laughs> all right so <laughs> what is your millennial moment for this week lindy um so as you all know well, maybe not you all know, but my stepson turned 16 this week. I get a text message yesterday from him with a picture of his G1 license. <sighs> well, well, at 16, you know what's going to happen, but it is, it is a scary but, feeling. <laughs> uh, and then on top of that, fucking, you, you know, the girl that I told you about with the, the song Waterfalls didn't know the rap was in it. Um, she fucking made fun of me for my age all fucking week. Like it was what? just like it was just little snides. Like yesterday, she was telling me um about how her friends make fun of her for her car. She drives a Buick, and um, so I was, I was like, because I asked her, I was like, well, "What do you drive?" She goes, "Oh, I drive a whatever. I can't remember what year it was. Um, something Buick." And I was like, "Oh, I love Buicks." And she goes, "Yeah, you would. You're old." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Fuck off." A Buick is not necessarily fully Fucker. old. It's just a luxurious car. And unfortunately, older people usually can only afford luxurious cars. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It is an old person car. It was <laughs> like, my, has one. like my, it's not the same. Like I, my grandma had a caddy, but like, oh, that's it, a kind of an older person. Like, car I too, loved it. I wish I could have a fucking caddy. Like I was this close to having one. And then okay. the dealership was all like, no, it's as is. And I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with it to get it safety. Like, fuck you. So, oh, you bastard. Yep. Bastards. But yeah, no, that's that's my moment. That was yeah. He sent me his picture of his G1, G1 license. license, and when we have them next weekend, Aaron's gonna be taking him out to drive. And I don't know. I'm just I'm worried about my my new 300 that I have. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of old cars, I'm gonna focus. So Steph's opinion, <laughs> whatever. So, What's yours? My millennial moment this week was uh, I was going back and watching some of the old Chris Rock specials. So I went back and watched Never Scared, which was from 2004. And he's 39 years old in that one. That's my age right now. 2004. Oh, my God. He was 39. 39. Oh, my God. So now how old is he? I can't do that math right now. 2004. So that's add 20 years to 39. So I think minus two. Yeah. So 57. Almost 60. Chris Rock is 57. 39 to 59 so 30, 20 years. It's now. like Adam Sandler and Kevin James. Like, are they all that same age? Uh, no, he might be. They might be. 
old, younger, older. Hold on. I'm just doing a quick Google search. Yeah. 1965. He was born. Chris Rock. He is 57. Wow. Adam Sandler was born in 1966. So he's 55. Yeah. So they're all hitting wow. almost 60s. Oh my God. That's not the millennial moment though. That was not my millennial moment. But that's but still that one is, on its own. I know. And so it's, it gets better. Oh my God. Chris says he feels bad for all the men. So again, this is 2004. And he says he feels bad for all the men who have to find women in this generation because they listen to Get Low by Little John with My Balls, Skeet Skeet, My Balls, Skeet Skeet. And I was a part of that generation. I was at the bar in 2004 trying to pick up a man, I guess, or whatever. So us, our generation, that he's talking about our generation, basically trying to find a girl in the up in the club to, to find in love while, while we're dancing to, to this song. My balls, a skeet ski. <laughs> <laughs> the sweat drip from my balls. It's <laughs> hilarious that you bring this up because this came like, up at work yesterday with Lena, like, the 22 year old. Like, just yeah. that whole situation. Like I said, he's 50, yep. he's almost approaching 60. I'm yep. not like, oh, four is almost 20 years ago. Like, it was just the whole thing was just, uh, and it was, it was a, it was a very millennial moment that I had. I, like, I was like, literally like Kevin, I was like, I'm crying right now. I can't handle this. I don't want to be old. And I was dying laughing too at the same time because I was like, uh, that was me. I was, I was awful. 19 in the bars in 2004. So, like, like, 21 that was the year i quit drinking (laughs) it was for like eight years yeah (laughs) but still like that that doesn't seem like it was that long ago but it was like it was like 18 years ago it was that's what i'm saying it doesn't feel like it was almost 20 years ago like to me that still feels like yesterday and i'm watching some of these old documentaries of like woodstock and that and they're showing the old footage and i was like no, okay. no, that's not old footage. That is still like, oh my God. <laughs> 23 years old stuff. I know, but because like, um, I was a part of my life, like it doesn't feel like that old. And because when you're watching it, they're playing the footage from the seventies. And I remember being in the nineties to 69. We're now, like, that was so long ago. And now that you're experiencing that yeah, distance of an event for yourself. Just a it little hurts. bit. It hurts. Um, so now that you've brought it up, what are your feelings on the matter? Are you glad you didn't go or do you wish you were there? Um, I am, I am glad I didn't go because obviously I wouldn't have had the money to afford any fucking water. But, and that was before I turned, like, I was a little ruffian back then, but that was before I was like super ruffian punk rock kids. So yeah. I, I might've been able to, and you were 14 and I was 14. Exactly. So going by myself, no, and there's no way my parents would have handled that. So I, yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't go. I was supposed to go. I we had drove, my money saved up. We I had people it. to go with. Yeah. I had people to go with me to ride and like everything and everything's whatever. And my parents would let me go. Mm. And watching that documentary, I'm kind of split. Like I'm like what seeing what they did and what happened, like the whole like jumping around in the fucking raw sewage and getting that fucking that mouth disease thing from drinking contaminated drinking water and then from like blowing up 12 transport trucks. Yeah. Um a part of me kind of wishes I was there. <laughs> to just witness this history happening right. right before my eyes. Yeah. But I think like a smidgen bigger part of me is glad I didn't go. Cause I probably would have ended up dead. Cause I was 16 at the time. I was very naive, very green. 
Um, not super necessarily. And I like, would have died from either alcohol poisoning or yeah. I would have been like, sure, let's try say, LSD for the first time in OD. I know. Like, I was like, we weren't very good when it came to drinking water yeah. for things. So like I had smoked pot a few times by the time I was 16. Yeah. And I smoked cigarettes, not a big deal. And I started drinking when I was probably like 13 too. So like, but I still at that time hadn't didn't hadn't had my butterscotch rum experience or butterscotch schnapps experience so i still still did not know my limit so i probably would have died from alcohol poisoning yeah yeah that was and or drugs right so or or i don't know or like i would have been like assaulted or something and killed while like fighting back or something like that yeah but i wouldn't have been one of those people like I wouldn't have gone into the mosh pit or anything like that. Like no. that looked very rough. Like the one at Snow Jam was fun. Yeah. It was kind of rough, but it was fun. But that one just looked fucking violent. Wow. Well, a bunch of boys and that kind of music, you oh, know, man. that was, it was a very male. Great. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But no, just during that time, it was a very, like they keep kind of saying like that era, that, tur- or that turn of the millennium era, 99, 2000, yep. 2001 was still very male dominated ragey sort of kind of music yeah so more and more women were getting into that music too it was kind of more considered like a more guys liked it yeah the new metal is what it was classed a lot of women at the oh absolutely lots of women so but when you have a lot of new metal that's you know it's just it's a lot of rage and testosterone when front of you know who i thought was out of place in the lineup cheryl crow or jewel Jewel, like maybe a little bit Cheryl Crow. Two or three women on the whole roster all weekend, too. I think it was was. only two. I think it was just those two. Oh, I thought that was might have been, but yeah, there it was a very, very limited. Uh, But um, we are not talking about Woodstock. Yeah, no, sorry. So uh, maybe another another day. Another episode. Another episode. Another episode. So on this week's we're going back going back so we're going back to school squirrel. squirrel we're going back to school and those days off or those running home and having your afternoon snack and getting all of your energy out from school and watching some yep. tv talk shows yep. and stuff for me um, we grabbing a snack a, pe- a can of pepsi and plopping my ass down in front of the tv downstairs until bedtime i believe i remember Lindsay well until dinner i guess sandwich with the can of pop yes that too that's usually what and then i would go upstairs and grab like i remember was a a sandwich sandwich every day after work yeah every day yep oh that was i love i could live off of sandwiches the rest of my life but we're not talking about sandwiches we're not talking about sandwiches today but it is part of the whole plethora of when we came home we had our (laughs) afternoon snack and we plopped our asses in front of that tv and watched a whole crap ton of Afternoon trashy talk, talk shows. shows i guess yeah that's really the only way you can kind of call them is trashy talk shows um some of them weren't trashy some of them were talk shows because we did have like some of them were pretty good some were pretty good um you know the queen let's we'll talk about the main queen who was like the afternoon talk show forever oprah obviously obviously the woman was on forever she started what 1986 and went to 2011 she was one of the longest running talk shows. Uh, she had what Oprah's favorite things, which everybody loved every year. Uh, you get a car. You get a car. Everybody, everybody gets, gets a car. A car. And but you won- have to pay the tax on it. <laughs> hey, that's still better than paying the full up price of the car, anyways. So I'll yeah, take I know. it. <laughs> <laughs> you, she won nine outstanding talk show Emmys as well. 
mm-hmm. for her show. Um, yep. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the times, poor Oprah did get criticized over the years for her weight gain and weight loss. Oh we my God, yes. It was so like, fucking the poor shallow. Alone. Like, we fuck. were so shallow back then. Yes. We weren't body healthy. We weren't like pro this. The woman was, who cares what she was doing? Like, she was amazing. She had a great talk show. So what? She gained a few pounds. She still looked amazing. She still looked good. Ugh. But she owned it and she handled the criticism with class, like the classy lady she is. She always was class. She never really yeah. had too much, like there was not much controversy around. You didn't Oprah really feel an ego on her. No. She was and very then, charitable. And she was also, for those, uh, I guess, independent ladies out there, she was always kind of the unmarried yep. She chose not to get married. Like she was with Sedman forever. She's she's been with him forever. Yeah. But they just chose to never get married. It was just kind of like Gene Simmons and Shannon Tweed. They were like unhappily or happily unmarried forever until they eventually Mm -hmm. got married. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, she just, she kind of showed women that you can lead a different life in that time. Cause it was the eighties. Things were, you know, you get married, you you go to college, you get married, you find your husband, you have your children. Societal norms that are pushed upon us. And she- she pushed against them for one so being Oprah. a woman newscaster and yep. a black woman newscaster at that as well like she mm-hmm. she had always pushed the boundaries for everything yeah and i think that's why we left her something i watched with my mom all the time was oprah and oprah also spawned two Doctor- sort of other shows bill Dr. <laughs> Phil. Yes, Dr. Phil. The Dr. Big Phil. One, you know. And then she also was the production for Dr. Oz. Oz, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So uh, like have yeah. you seen the signs for his like Senate run? Dr. Oz? Yeah. No. He's running for Senate. You have it? No. Oh, someone ordered three signs because it's it says like uh vote Oz. Yeah. For Senate or whatever so someone ordered three of them and put them in a matter where it says no on oz because <laughs> he's like he's been very scandalous lately oh really yeah interesting okay. i'm not really sure what about but i know it's kind of it's like something bad i just i haven't really looked into it probably should have <laughs> so then i guess that would make sense as to why his show ended in 2022 Mm. it ran from 2009 to 2020 2022 was produced by harpo productions oprah backwards for those who didn't realize that that was her production company right right (laughs) i love it right Uh, um and he featured mostly segments on like health wellness medical information sometimes true crime he also received nine daytime emmy awards as well and then dr phil he came around in 2002 and he is still still powering through still going Except he was originally seen on Oprah and then he got his own show branched off in 2002. Uh, and then we all know him kind of as, for the uh, Kashmir Saad, how about that girl for forever? Bad baby. Bad Bobby or whatever it is. Or it's bad baby. Bad baby. I know. Like, I, know. Co- I know. She still pops up on Kevin's like feeds every so often i mean good for her for monetizing what she has and building her brand and i just read an article the other day i don't i didn't read the article i read the headline or whatever but that she there was some sort of like charitable donation that she like donated a shit ton of money oh yeah or whatever like she's doing good but i'm just 
the like the, the way she got the there. way it happened and like her attitude and behavior on Dr. Phil was just atrocious. Which I get it. You were like, a little like 13 year old um, girl who had attitude. We all had kind of an attitude when we're going Catch through. me outside. That's the, like one of the things I'm mad at her the most about was the cash me outside hashtag or whatever that thing like became popular. I'm like, yeah, it opened a door to so much awful slang and yeah, way to go bad yeah. baby. I blame you for that. But the congratulations whole, on your success. Right. Yeah. I feel like our whole, good. It, I feel like in general, our society has just gotten lazy with what we're, mm-hmm. what our cash phrase, catch phrases so, are. Speaking of Dr. Phil. Yes. Does anybody remember the Dr. Phil family? Uh, with Alexandra, who was pregnant at 15. No. And her sister, Catherine, there were several episodes over a few seasons about this okay. family. I tried to look up an update on them and oh my God, their life's like imploded. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, that's actually what, it was awful. Like look it up. Like, like if for the listeners out there who remember what I'm talking about, the Dr. Phil family, um, like just look up the update. It's what you probably expected to happen. <laughs> so it was just a family that kept coming on his show. Episode? Yeah, because they okay. were just so dysfunctional and uh, okay. Like, yeah, it, like, I can't really even explain it. I, I, he has been nominated for a daytime every year ever yeah. since 2004, but I don't think he's ever won. I mean, I think he started out with good intentions. Yeah. With being on the Oprah show. But then it was like every Tuesdays, I'd always watch it with my mom again with my mom. Yeah. And um, he like once he got to like his own show, it was good for the first few seasons. And then you got to see like, everything was going to his head. Like mm. he started to get more condescending and like all of this. I'm not saying he didn't help people. I'm sure he did. Right. Which is but great. it just, it became more talk show but, versus, I mean, they get the stereotype of him somewhere. Well, and then they also find a formula that works for them. And then they are like, Oh, well, this is what's going to make us money. So they keep cashing in on those formulas. And then people are like, well, no, I want to see something different. I'm sick. Like, yes, at first these were cool to see, yeah. But we liked the variety, it's like kind of like how Jerry Springer got to be super trashy. Got to it be started super... out as a legitimate talk show, yeah, and then it just it kept getting wilder and wilder because that's what the audience wanted. Jerry, Jerry. they liked like, the fights, they, they liked the, the drama, drama, and then there. it eventually became all actors, and, and the, yeah, and they would hire protagonists to well, sit that... in the audience and like rile them up and shit like it on imdb it is listed like when they say jerry springer is an american scripted tabloid talk show that was specific i, I wrote it down on our notes that's like specifically how they described it yeah scripted tabloid talk show yep and that's eventually that's exactly that's exactly how it kind of became at first it wasn't as bad but that's basically how it became was a drama tabloid talk show what's the what headline can we throw at people to mm-hmm. make um you know have more drama or be more scandalous or be more of this. And then sometimes there's always the women taking off their tops as well. That was a big thing that happened a lot. And uh, yep. so Jerry Springer Physical ran- fights and like the most outrageous fucking topics. Right. So funny thing, Jerry Springer ran from 91 to 2018, 28 seasons, 4,000 episodes, and then later spawned the Steve Wilkos show, which was his bodyguard <laughs> on the original show. Yeah, Steven, Steven. Or it was so- like, Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Yeah. So like he 28 seasons guys, like he, 
people were watching it. People yep. still liked it. And I know it's people still soak that shit up. And I know it's going towards the most common denominator of people per se, but I'm sure there's probably people who were like us that probably still enjoyed watching it. That weren't your common denominator. Some people like it just for mindless, stupid, like mindless TV. Yeah, exactly. People, Forget about your own problems for the day. Right. For the hour. Maybe it makes you feel better about yourself, I guess. Because you're just like, uh, at least I'm not as fucked up as that. <laughs> right. Although yeah. you started to know that it was like, it was fake. So obviously it eventually came out that, yes, it was in fact scripted. And there was, those were actors and all that shit, right? So, well, I guess the next reigning queen who just went out this year would be Ellen. She would be the next uh, talk show. You know, I'm super disappointed with how that went. I'm very disappointed in her, I guess. Kind of. I feel like the pandemic also for the last two years was not a helpful as well. But yes, I agree. Kind of the, the last last couple but of years, it was hearing, a little phoning it in. You've and- been hearing teeny tiny things about this, though, well before the pandemic. That's that true. Like people like were unhappy. Like you would like have certain- a, a person on her staff here or there say something, but it would always be like, that one person like, was just bad. oh it's just that one person or like that's their opinion and like they have a beef with her or something like that like it's not it's nothing serious that's not how she is with everybody and yeah like everyone has a bad day or something like that right but now you've come to find out that it's every fucking day and like there's even that tweet she made a couple of years ago where she was practically proud of the fact that she made one of her staff members cry yeah like i saw it on like my facebook the other day so on the the give the good side first, we'll say that she had 171 daytime Emmy nominations. No, she was great up until all yeah. that shit came out. Yeah, like winning 61. Uh, she did her 12 days of giveaways, the heads up game. She was all about the dancing on her show. There was also the sections where she'd showcase like non-celebrities for grid things that they did. And shout out to us, KW Optimus Lions Club Blow Up Lion. Mm-hmm. It was featured on yep. there because from the back it looks like a penis. <laughs> yep that you was ours that, that's a flow so basically every year in canada in on thanksgiving day we on thanksgiving kw as part of our october fest thanksgiving we have a parade on thanksgiving and one of our optimist- thanksgiving one more time it's thanksgiving <laughs> i know right i don't know i've said it so many times there for some reason. <laughs> but we kw has the parade and the optimist club has for some reason it's a blow-up lion i'm not sure why mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just been on the parade for for the Lions Club, isn't it? Wasn't it donated by the Lions Club? I think it is for donated for, by the Lions Club. But it's 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 you figure they would like it's been a, like for 20, 30 years. I feel like they would have maybe updated or something, you know, by now, but yeah. it still works. And from like from the front, it looks like a lion, but from the back, the way that the painting and the shading and stuff looks, it straight up looks like a penis. Yep. Yep. So someone sent it in and it made it onto the show. So yay for KW. Woohoo. Thanks for the shout out, Ellen. Thanks for the shout out. But yeah, they yeah. even invited her to be the what's the parade marshal, the parade marshal for that, that year, year. But she but declined, I believe. Declined or couldn't make it or yeah. something. Yeah, we tried. Oh, well, in but, hindsight, that's cool. But yes, uh, yeah. So, so she this 2022 was the last year for Ellen. So she has mm-hmm. officially come off of the yep. air. But I got to say, like, I do remember, like, I watched her all the time. You did. I remember. Such- she had such interesting like guests yeah. on her show mm-hmm. like all of like my favorite celebrities and stuff there was always one of my favorite celebrities was one of her three guests like every fucking day so i basically watched it every day yeah and like 
used to be really good and like and twitch from so you think you could dance was on it like yeah yeah he's also in some of the step up movies but yeah yeah she was she, like i said during her prime she was good but i even found like i was watching it the last few years and it just it kind of felt you could feel that her heart wasn't in it anymore she is just phoning it and just doing it either for the paycheck or because she was contractually renewed or whatever yeah what who knows but you could just She's tell obligated yeah, you could tell she should have before it was gone. Yeah, she should have gone a few years ago, but yeah, whatever. Who knows? Oh, Who well. knows? Yeah, could have been, could have been, right? Yeah, could have, should have, would have, should have, would have. So many could have, should have, would have. Um, so another one that I actually really liked. It was only it was on from ninety six to two thousand and two. Was the Rosie O'Donnell show? I loved this show. I love. I really show. did like this show, I even after too. Rosie left and it became Caroline Ray show. Like, oh yes, yep. I I liked this show. Like Rosie was funny. She was. She was. She like, was genuine. She was like nice. She just yeah. seemed. She seemed like a your normal kind of fun human being to just kind of be around. And yeah, she was a little kiddish at times, like the Koosh ball launcher and stuff. But maybe whatever. That's what made it fun. Like, that was what I, for us as kids, like yeah. younger kids, that was fucking great. That that's fun. what made the show and awesome. Like, I tuned in all the time because like she would have people on like she had had Hanson and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC all and Britney the and time. had all of my favorite celebrities on too but the, the like time. the the like the majority of them were on her show yes. and like, her segments were funny yes like, the kids are punny yeah and then she had the Christmas albums where she did duets with like Britney Spears and NSYNC mm-hmm. and stuff like that. A bunch of artists said the songs. And her obsession with Tom Cruise. Yes, the like, Tom Cruise obsession. I just, just funny. Because oh. I am I am one that really kind of can't stand Tom Cruise. Me neither, I don't, I'm not Like, sure. I just, like, I'll watch his movies. Like, I'm not, eh, like, I'll watch his movies. because Definitely after movies. the Katie Holmes thing, I was like, yeah. all right. So from then That's on, fuck. I out with him. For those of you who don't know, we're referring to Tom Cruise jumping on the couch expressing his love for katie holmes on the oprah winfrey show and then from there the crazy um, scientology he tried to get all that shit came like out that. so yeah. from just like from that point on daughter, he hasn't seen his daughter since she was like six yeah so and she's like i think 16 this year some of that but then poor nicole hasn't seen her children because they're all into scientology as well now so it's, mm. it's just it's so sad shit. and anyways scientology that's stay away people Squirrel, that's not what we're again. talking about we should make a drinking game every time we get off topic Take a drink. Take oh, a drink. so sloshed. Maybe we should start putting these things we down. So should. Every time I say a word like seven times in a sentence, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Every time I lose my train of thought. Right? Yep. All right. That think, happened in the last episode. I think you need to do this, Lindy. You know, we need to go back and you need to figure out all of the things that we do to make a good <laughs> drinking game. This okay. is what your task is. Okay. <laughs> to come friends, drinking game. The millennials drinking game. Yes. <laughs> um, I guess next on our list, um, uh, actually it's another kind of one that is another long withstanding the view. Oh yeah. That one's been on for a very Baba long time. Walters created, Baba Walters created. Baba Walters created this one. So it went from, sorry, we love you, Barbara. We're just not making fun yeah, of I you. stopped Come watching it after the first of these ladies left. Yeah. So it is started in 97. And I could not still... stand Elizabeth Asselbeck. Oh my god. No. Fucking stand her. And it's till now, so they're still going. Um, they have gone through, so, okay, I had it written here. So through the run, there's been 24 permanent co-hosts with contracted co-hosts ranging between four or eight per season. 
Um, it is currently in its 25th season. It features a multi-generational panel discussing variety of topics and interviewing guests. The original panel was Barbara Walters, Meredith Vieira, Star Jones, Debbie Metnopolis, and Joy Behar. And then the current- Oh, I gotta watch my, J- my Joy Behar. <laughs> my Joy Behar. My Joy Behar. <laughs> in the current Behar, lineup- Behar, back on. Behar's not over. Right. She's still there. She's in the longest current lineup. ER the longest. She, it, the current lineup is Joy Behar. So she has been there from the beginning and she is actually the longest, I guess, running host. Uh, Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg, Sunny Hostin, Sarah Haynes, Alyssa Farah Griffin, and Anna Navarro. And I feel like I knew none of those other names other than Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg when I was looking at this. <laughs> I'm like, off the top of my head, I didn't recognize any of those names. I'm sure if I saw their faces, I might. But, and then I remember Raven was a host on it for a bit as well, too. I thought yep. she was still a host, but I guess she wasn't recently. Um, and what's her nuts? John McClane's daughter. Oh, that kept get Megan. Is it yeah, Megan? I think so. That kept like just so much controversy, like so fucking much. I would see like stuff about her on Facebook all the fucking time about another yeah, fucking Megan, episode that she Megan would McCain. fucking say stupid shit on. Megan McCain. McCain. Yeah. Oh yeah, McClane is fucking diehard. Uh, <laughs> McCain, sorry, one letter. I was off by one. You're off by one. Take a drink. Take a drink. (laughs) Yeah, and like I said, Elizabeth Hasselbeck was also so annoying. I love. Oh my god, he always used to make fun of her on Saturday Night Live. I remember that. Oh my god, yes. I remember that. Worst, the worst. Yeah, the worst. Yes. Um, and then I guess the last one to really know. There are some that were just kind of like couple seasons or not barely even lasted. But the next one that kind of lasted a little longer was Tyra Banks show. Oh, yep. This one I, me and Danielle did enjoy. We I watched, watched this a one few all the times. Time. I wasn't like, oh. No, like me and gung-ho. Danielle, me I and think Danielle I get, were into it. We loved it. I think like, I got my fair share of Tyra through like the America's Next Top Model episodes. I didn't really need to see her talk show. I saw oh, a I few lo- episodes. But... I think I liked her talk show because she kind of talked about some more, like it was more teeny based, like teen or like 20 somethings based. So it was talking about like, things that you our would problems, actually our not, problems we yeah. would deal with and yeah she did bring on like the top model like contestants from time to time and things like yeah. that and obviously she'd put it at um but there oh there was also her infamous kiss my black ass speech when oh everybody- yeah because they fo- so they found a photo of her at the beach where it was an unflattering angle put in a tabloid and she had cellulite oh my god god forbid How- dare she god forbid she's a human and has cellulite yeah. and so i was like i remember reading about that or seeing it i was just yeah. like yes girl and so yeah like, she fuck. got on her show and basically was like look we are allowed to be women we are allowed to have this like when i started my modeling i was 15 years old there's nothing on me i am now a woman of course i have fucking cellulite and then the you know infamous kiss my black ass speech is what she but said. then yet or fat she ass, sorry. is the one on america's next top model telling someone who weighs 115 pounds that she's overweight i just thought i need to throw that in there just this saying is, you're not wrong i'm just saying there are two coins to every I, two sides I, to every coin of that so it's true you're you are not wrong you are not wrong anyway I'm next just- one <laughs> yeah, so that yeah, I think that one 2005 <laughs> to 2010 was Tyra Banks. Yep. So a couple other random little ones that lasted. So we had Queen Latifah had her own daytime talk show. Watched that a few times. Yep. 99 to 2001 and then again from 2013 to 2015. I watched um, the earlier one, did not know she'd put it on again, sorry. Yeah, I think it was on a different channel like one of the cable channels later later or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, on air with Ryan Seacrest was from January to September 2004 so it only lasted like nine months never heard of it 
Uh, I did watch this one a couple of times. It's the same as his radio show. It started at the same time. So I guess they were sort of trying to maybe mix the two together. It was right around like kind of that peak. Trying to milk that cow for all it's worth. Right. So on this one, he interviewed guests. Every last drop. Right. Interviewed guests, just like kind of everything else. It was in like a a studio that was overlooking, I think, like Sunset Strip or Hollywood Boulevard or something like that. Some sort of probably fake background. Yeah. And then he capitalized on, well, no, he was in California, so it was probably possibly legit, but they capitalized on the idol announcer duties. So they would bring like idol contestants. You know, Vegas is not in California, right? Or did you say Sunset Strip? You said Sunset Strip, didn't you? Yeah, I said Sunset Strip. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait a second. No, that's not what she said. Drink, drink, drink. drink. <laughs> Anyways, you are welcome, guys. Uh, you're gonna be drunk by the end of this episode, guys. We swear, we promise. Um, I swear there is not alcohol in this. Yeah, we're not even drinking at all. This is it's ten o'clock. We haven't even had. It's ten thirty in the morning. I've had chocolate already, but I have not had alcohol. Right? Exactly. I know. Same here. I've had. I've had. A, I've had a Starbucks pumpkin scone, which is basically all sugar. I just polished off my bag of chocolate covered raisins. Yes. We're adults, guys. We're adults. We're allowed to eat what we want for breakfast. I want to have ice cream for breakfast. I'm going to fucking have ice cream for breakfast. Ice cream for fucking breakfast. But yeah, so he basically capitalized on his duties. Now, his radio show is still going. Yep. Um, and he is He's now, still a staple in the industry. Yeah. Right. He is. He was on live with Kelly and Ryan. Yep. So he became a co- like he became a co-host on the morning Host show. for American Idol. And Which, like, yeah. The morning show better fit him than this one, I think, what was mm-hmm. so... So he did go somewhere. So even though this one only lasted a couple months, he's he's not hurting, guys. He's not hurting. Let's be real. Yeah, he's still doing pretty good, <laughs> right? Uh, then we had the Megan Mullally show uh, from September 06 to 07. One. I love um, Megan Mullally. Like, again, it didn't so last funny. too long. I'm not sure why. It's a she's... damn shame because it was such a good show. Yeah, like I think I don't know if people just didn't quite understand her because it was post Will and Grace, like just yes. after it had had ended. Yeah. So I don't know if some people just were still taking her as that annoying girl from that show or things like, so maybe some people didn't quite translate. My favorite character from that show. Like that she like, made that show. Yes, her and absolutely. Jack's relationship. Oh my God. But I could understand some people might not like her vo- Like people might think she's I, like, I totally get that. It's like, a, right. It's the same with like Fran Drescher on the nanny. Yes, yes. Like some people have an issue with her voice. And Chandler like, I, Oh, oh, Janice. Maggie Wheeler. Maggie right. Wheeler. Like, I finally watched the reunion, by the way. Oh, nice. Nice. And I finally watched the Hogwarts uh, reunion as well. Oh, good. Good, good. I think Emma Watson and Tom Felton just need to like fall in love and get married already. Just right. saying. But right. that's my opinion. They're so cute. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> so cute. Anyway, talk shows. Um, yeah. So, Meg- except Megan Wheeler. And then lastly, um, we had the Sharon Osbourne show. From yes. 03 to 04, it was canceled for low ratings. Some said that she had too much focus on her family because it was at the time that the Osbournes were kind of going. out where like the, their TV show was out and things like that. People, I think, were just getting oversaturated with the whole family. And she yeah, because I think Kelly Osbourne had started her singing career by that point. Yeah, like it was just... Jack, I think, was starting his like weight loss reality show. Possibly. Or like, do- not a reality, I think it was a documentary. Well, because he also, no, maybe not this time, because he was also in um, the Olsen Twins New York Minute which I think might've been around this time as well. And he wasn't fully on his weight loss journey completely at that time. So it was, but it was close. Mm. Anyways. He has a Bigfoot were, show now. People were just oversaturated with the Osbournes and you mm. don't blame with, them. with Jason Mewes. Weird. Weird. Jason Mewes and Jack Osborne go Bigfoot hunting. All righty. Okay, it's on discovery then. plus just saying. She then had a season in uh, UK for 2006 for one year. So she had ran in the U.S. and then in the U.K., but 
again, people, I guess, were just oversaturated with the Osbournes. So yeah, kind of lost faith. Which so, happened in that time era. Like you oh, got yes. oversaturated with everybody. Paris like Hilton. You, like I was literally just going to say over- Paris, Lindsay, yeah. like. Right. Everyone, you just kind of like, like they were just they you were bombarded with their images and because the problem is, is this is also the very beginning of the internet tmz tabloid yeah. perez information era. shoved in your face kind yes. of thing. the online yeah. tabloid era went fucking crazy it was fucking to- overwhelming like how many tabloids existed and now look at how many there are Ugh. like there's not very many left and i'm not paying fucking seven dollars for a magazine that has eight fucking pages in it and it's all fake news anyways, and I can find mm. it on fucking Facebook. The same I used to news. buy them specifically for the activities. For Us Weekly and Life and Style, I think it yep. was. Yep. I would buy them for like the crosswords. Yes. And the, the match these two pictures and circle what's different. The games at the, the back, word searches. Yeah, they had activities at the back of the book, and I love the fucking crosswords. And don't and, tell us to go and buy a crossword activity book because yeah. they were not the same because they and didn't I still have do. the same. I, I do, do buy those. They don't have the topics because those were all pop culture related like yes. crosswords. And but when I buy it, like one at the store, it's all it's not related. It's not pop culture related. So. I found like when I was working at Giant Tiger, we get like the big puzzle books in and like the little ones too. And a couple different um ones of celebrity crosswords came in. And so I bought like all of them which was like there was like two and i finished them in like fucking no time right and now i can't find any more that are not exactly the same as those it's like those are the only two in print apparently right exactly so, so those are the main ones so uh, just a couple of little noted ones just because they were canadian based shows that oh yes so we can't yes. not discount our canadian I watched talk this shows. one all the time jonavision yes. on cbc this one was great <laughs> jonathan torrens had his yes. own talk show um it ran from 96 to 2001 and basically this was the first time after that like the degrassi like he had basically Very the first, first degrassi, degrassi reunion, reunion. On his everybody, show. like I think everybody showed up, didn't and they? And so basically, I think so. I, I think there might be one or two Maybe, that might not yeah. have been able to make it. Maybe. Um, like the main people were there. The main people were there. And then basically that was kind of the catalyst for the future of Degrassi, the next generation. Because yeah. without that reunion, I don't think people- I don't think we would have Degrassi right Degrassi now. Degrassi right now, because it was no. only playing on Showcase and not a lot of people really watched those reruns on Showcase for the old Degrassi like junior high and Degrassi at like high school. And yeah, this was definitely the catalyst for sure. I think for the Degrassi that we have now. Yeah. Without, we wouldn't, without Jonathan Torrance, we would not have Drake, even though I don't like him. Oh yeah. Not have I guess. Him. Yeah. Like Everybody wants it. something they'll, they'll never, never give, give up. up. <laughs> they'll take your money and never give up. <laughs> Good old Zit Remedy. But you know what? That song Joey is Jeremiah. still relevant nowadays. It really is. It really is. There's the Me Canadian Car- relevancy. Yes. And Carrie, the, Carrie's the only one who is like within my age range. She's like, she's like four years older than me. And then our, like our next set of friends are like 10 years younger than me. So she's around in my age range. We started singing in that song yesterday and nobody knew what we were fucking talking about. Ugh. You sad parents not teaching oh, you proper so education. Funny. Ugh, so funny. Oh, um, oh, yeah. So the other thing we would do in Canada as well is we had the uh, Much Music VJs on in the afternoon. I think they basically started yes. from like four till six. They were like six, their own I talk basically. show. They, ba- they ran from four till six. And basically yeah. they were on there. And most of the time they were talking out of their asses of basically like whether like 
you know, what pop culture event might be happening in the mm-hmm. moment. If they got a letter or requested, they'd show like the cool pictures well, or things. Like it was just, they talked about everything during those times. Because they, they had much videos. They had much RSVP, right? Yeah. So like a lot of the time they would have like a celebrity or guest or artist on to help like read the letters and things like that. And I'm not, and I'm not embarrassed about it, but I sent one into, it was like this big, long, like I taped together pages and made it like a big, long banner. <laughs> nice. And, we, yeah. I think we all sent something in. I can't, I didn't, I think we just did a letter or something. I can't remember, but yeah, it was much music after school. Like yep. kids would have, we would have it on for hours. Yeah. It eventually school. became much on demand, I think, wasn't it? It changed yeah. it from much RSVP to much on demand. Yeah. But then there was also just like the straight up like video flow for two hours where the VJ oh, yes. videos and yes. then talking in between as well. Yeah. So those, and then the countdown would be Fridays at six. I remember yeah. that. And that was yes. kind of how our weeks would go. Yeah. And then a lot of times like Friday, well, was it or Saturdays, like they would have musical artists in shut down Queen Street. Like, oh, just, the intimate and interactives. Yeah. Intimate yes. interactives. Intimate yeah. interactives. I remember what they were yeah. called. Or like when they would have, um, or even Electric Circus on Friday nights, sometimes they would have an yeah. artist in and they would kind of they have to shut guests. down the corner and stuff. Yep. Queen and John. Yep. Down Queen that corner. John. Yep. The Chum City building. <laughs> and then lastly, I think we had, it was kind of late past ours, but I had to mention it just because Dan Levy was amazing. MTV Live ran from 06 to 2012. Um, so kind of, kind of the same thing where it was just a talk show, uh, talk show where they talked about celebrities and had guests on and interviews. And like I said, Dan Levy was one of the hosts because, you know, go oh, Dan Levy, woo, shout out, shout out, woohoo. And love Schitt's Creek. So good. And then Eugene Levy, like, come on. American oh, Eugene Levy is a staple. Like, like you, yeah, no, like <laughs> there'd be, no, you have no nineties without Eugene Levy. Right. No nineties. Amazingness without Eugene Levy. Oh, and then also this best was movie the, dad ever. <laughs> this was MTV live was the jumping point of the Bieber my balls as well. If you remember yes, those. It was. Yes. I remember you, your bright orange shirt. Yep. Yep. They were giving those shirts away. And then I just got one made for yeah, myself. Just, yeah. I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to go to MTV live and do it. I'll just get mine. Cause then mine will be even cooler. And it was, it was orange. Cooler. It was orange. 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 So right, now on to our next topic. So I guess that would be it for the daytime talk shows. We mm. kind of ran home and watched. So now for those moments where if we maybe got home early or if we were a little sick in the afternoons, what we and would watch during the day, catching some of those soap yeah. opera, melodrama, drama, drama, drama. So um, for those who kind of don't know, the term soap opera came from radio dramas being sponsored by soap manufacturers in like the early 1900s in the 70s though they had up to 19 different soap operas airing in one year and one crucial element that defines a soap opera is the open-ended serial nature of the narrative with stories spanning over several episodes because we all know that keep it coming back for more you could have one storyline you could be like the baby is (gasps) And that drama will last for a whole entire week. And you will not find out who the baby is until the following Monday. Like yep. who the baby daddy is. Yep. Like, that is how. Five episodes, guys. Like five episodes on Monday to Friday. An hour. An yeah. hour too. These yeah. were 30 minutes. Five episodes. hours a week. And you didn't find out until like the next fucking week. And sometimes not even on the Monday. You'd wait until like the fucking Wednesday or Thursday. Right. It, they knew how to, to fucking make the things drama. Suspense, suspenseful. Now, like, also, the other thing is, is they had a cast of like 50 characters. So, yes, yeah, so sometimes they could you wouldn't break see... off the storylines 
yeah. and you wouldn't see a character for maybe an episode so they could break off the storyline a little bit the soap operas were the light the world crazy. of soap opera is just dramatic just crazy so um, dramatic so to say just as of right now so at, in the 2020s so like i said at one point there was 19 different soaps airing at one time like in one year i believe it now in 2020 we only have four soap operas left four soap operas left yep out of 19 aaron in a day guys that's and one of those was is days of our lives which happens to be ending very soon yeah uh six yeah. days actually apparently yeah, it's supposed on the to ninth. end september 9th so actually after i think actually by the time this is posted it may be the last day mm-hmm. i think side note so, i'm pretty sure that's the same day that the fifth season of cobra kai comes out i think it is too or is it the eighth the eighth or the ninth i saw something like that something like that but yeah so it ends actually the day this is released so for those of you who are listening to this R.I.P. Days of Our Lives. Today yeah. is the last um, day. I would say Days of Our Lives was probably one of like the top, like like one of the top three most popular soap operas, like next to yeah. General Hospital and like Young and the Restless. Yeah. But it was not one that I watched. I did not watch it either. Now for this one, um, it started in 1965 on NBC mm-hmm. and it took place in Salem following the Brady and the Horton families. Yeah. So I, do like, I did remember, watch some of it, but like I, I got into it one time, it but being Salem, I remember that. Like, I don't, that's the only yeah. thing I kind of remember about this. I remember Sammy, like Allison Sweeney's character. Oh, okay. Allison like, Sweeney. Okay. Yes. I remember her. And isn't that the same soap with the famous, um, Laura and, um, Luke and Laura. No, that's general. Laura. That's general, that's general okay, hospital. That's general nope, hospital. That's general. I know that was the one I watched because oh, okay. Jonathan Jackson was on it and I had a crush yes. on Lucky Spencer. So yes. general hospital. I know Luke and Laura very well. <laughs> yeah. Allison Sweeney, Deirdre Hall. Yeah. I don't recognize many other people on that one. Um, for days of our lives. <laughs> uh, so the next we had, um, all my children, this one was one of mine and my mom's every day, one o'clock. Okay. Like she had the, v- well, she got my dad to set the VCR. And every day when we come home from school, that was the first thing we did. We popped in the tape and we would or watch. rewind the tape, I guess. And we'd watch that day's episode <laughs> yeah. or we'd save them all for the weekend. We would binge them on a Saturday. The original binges, the original yep. binges. There you go. Um, and <laughs> I loved this. So this, this one, one, Sarah Michelle Geller was in this. Yeah. So this one ran from 1970 to 2013. It was on ABC and then it went to Hulu for its last season because some of these went to the streamings. This was set in Pine Valley, yep. Pennsylvania, and has the ever famous Susan Lucci as Erica Kane. And it took so long for her to get her Emmy, like 25 years. She, she finally got it, though. She yeah, finally she, got it. But basically, like right before she was going to retire, it seemed yeah. like so it was almost like a mercy kind of type thing. Like, Which, well, you're retiring, so I guess we finally whatever she fucking it. deserved it. Who cares? No, I think she absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like you pander. Like, why didn't? Yeah, it's why like, wouldn't they give it to her earlier? It would almost be yeah. like you know what? Fuck you! I don't even want your Emmy. Yeah, I would have been like, nope, given it. Yeah, yeah. I would have literally just dropped it and been like, fuck you! I don't need your pity, Emmy. I don't need your pity. I just, I um, did this and I deserved everything I got for it before then. You know, something I forgot to mention during our other boy band episode was that o-town was on an episode of all my children and erica kane tried to set her daughter bianca up with 
I think Ashley Angel. <laughs> of course. He asked boy. her out or something like that or whatever. And at like this birth at her birthday party, like she's turning 21 or something like that. And that's the moment she decided to come out to her mother. And she was also in the episode for All or Nothing. That's funny. Bianca was not Susan Lucci. <laughs> but that's I, I definitely like that's one of my biggest that's funny memories. that that's like the episode and yeah that's the one that you remember there, I also like the character I remember most other than like Erica Kane and Dimitri yeah. is t- uh, Ted uh Ted and Tad the twins Ted and Tad and, I don't and their understand girl why people do Dixie that to and twins. their girl Dixie who played them against each other I don't understand and, why people do that one to of their them, twins why do then, you name them like matching names yeah. and like that's so, terrible to do to your twins terrible so then so then Ted and Dixie uh, got married and they were on their way to the honeymoon and it was raining really bad and they drove off a bridge and Dixie survived but Ted died and so Aren't Tad brother and sister no oh. Ted and Tad oh were fighting over Dixie oh fighting over Dixie okay yeah. they're both so lovely. okay sorry I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Ted and Dixie that got married and then when they crashed or whatever um Tad found them Ted was dead and Tad found Dixie but she had amnesia but she thought she of course like, she thought he was he, she thought he was Ted. So he pretended to be Ted for seasons, for seasons. And then it was, and you didn't, you didn't, as a, as a um, viewer, you didn't know this. And then the reveal happened. And I remember me and my mom were just like, how the fuck did we miss that? What? Oh my God, he's dead. What? Like, oh God, it was so dramatic. It was and hilarious. It's funny because like, of course oh, she it's had- one of my biggest memories. Of course she had amnesia. They always yeah. fucking have amnesia. Always. Yeah, he, he convinced her somehow that she was originally with, like she was with Tad and Tad was- the dead one and he was Ted or Tad ran off or something like that. Or I don't, I don't remember like exactly what happened, but I remember the reveal being like unfucking ridiculous. Like just for being like Ted and Ted, I guess we will go back to Luke and Laura, which was, as we were talking about, was general, general hospital. hospital. Um, it started in 1963 and it's still going. It is the longest running soap in production. Second longest to guiding light. Um, longest running entertainment program on ABC. So it's an ABC soap. Um, it celebrated 50th anniversary in 2013 and 15,000th episode on June 22nd, 2022. 15,000 episodes. Think about that, guys. 15,000. Wow. Thousand. That's redonkulous. Redonkulous. Um, that's, that's, right? that's a lot. And it's set in the hospital in Port Charles, New York. And since the late 70s, it's centered around the Spencers and the Quartermains. Uh, there were some other families that were part of it, like before that, when it was in the 60s or whatever. But Luke and Laura Spencer are the main kind of, and the Quartermains are one of the main focuses. And like I said, I loved Lucky, Lu- Lucky Spencer, who was Jonathan Jackson at first. Then later on, he got replaced by some other like blonde haired pretty boy. And then I kind of was like, mm, no, I'm I, I, no. So if you were to watch this, consecutively episode after episode all 15,000 of them it would take from start to finish exactly 625 days with no breaks holy fuck 15,000 hours is 625 days that's almost like oh my gosh like two that's, and a half full years almost uh, or something. Or two years, yeah almost two and something like that wow 1.7 years okay one point almost two years that's Just over a year and a half that's ridiculous. Oh my God. Oh my God. You put it in that perspective. Like, can Wasting you imagine if without someone, a break, without a break, like if someone was alive today, 
that still watches it and has watched every single episode from its beginning, that means they have spent 1.7 years of their life watching this show. I mean, it could be possible because like I said, it started in 63. So any of the early boomers born in the four, like the mid four, mid to late forties, yep. early fifties could have watched every single episode of this. Yep. So yeah. Wow. Wow. Actually in 2013, it celebrated its 50th. 2013. That means next year it is 60th anniversary. Six decades. 60. Yep. Oh my fucking god that is ridiculous guys ridiculous the only other soap i think that has beat it like i said um second longest by, yeah what was the longest uh coronation street has oh, been going 62 years good one 62 years it started in 1960 coronation street british soap opera on yep. cbc the current longest running tv soap i also watched eastenders too oh i don't know if i Senders, like I don't think it was necessarily a soap opera. Yeah, but it was like it was an hour long like drama that okay. was on in the afternoon. So I would classify oh, okay. it as a soap opera. Same yeah. with like Neighbors from Australia. It, it was classified as an Australian soap opera. I love so foreign soap operas. Like, I have, as, yeah, Neighbors started in 1985 as an Australian soap opera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that one listed on here. Um, and then what do we have? One Life to Live. Was Never from watched it. It was an ABC. Like, I couldn't even tell you what anything about it. Uh, I didn't either, but uh, it had quite the cast on it, though. So, again, 1968 to two, 2013 was ABC and then, again, ran on Hulu for the last season. Some of the past actors, like I said, was Hayden Penetieri, Courtney Kardashian, Marsha Cross, Melissa Archer, and Melissa Fumero, and it focuses on the Lord family. So, like I said, quite a bit, quite a few, like, people were on it early kardashian clearly um you know who i don't see on this list for being in a soap opera i think it's days of our lives i think it's days of our lives maybe one life to live jensen ackles i think he was days if i remember correctly i forgot oh. it's just because he's so supernatural now that's what i remember he's he's that's replaced his why in our days let's be real no days of our lives Days of Our Lives. It was okay. Days of Our Lives. He Eric played... Brady. Yes, Eric Earning Brady. him several daytime Emmy Award nominations. And then he was also in Dark Angel. I loved that show. Mm-hmm. Mm. Him and his wife are just beautiful. Oh, like, so it's not fair how pretty they are. Fair. Like, it really isn't. Mm. Oh, Daniil uh, Harris. I love Daniil Harris. I know. She's Fucking there. love her. I hate her, but I love her. I just... <laughs> The love to hate because you're so fucking beautiful. Ah, yep. Ah. Um, so I guess since we're talking about beautiful, the next one is Bold and the Beautiful. Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> Something I never watched either. either. Um, but this one ran from, it was later one, 1987, and it's renewed to 2024. Mm-hmm. So it is one of the ones that are still online or on TV, I guess. Not online. Uh, it's a CBS one. Yep. It's the sister show actually to Young and the Restless. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, some actors have crossed over as well. Um, it is set in LA and it follows the Forrester family. Ooh. Yes. I don't know anything about it because I never watched it. I did not. I think mm. my mom. No celebrities watched... that were in it that we know of. Didn't list anything. Didn't no. See anything? No. Okay. No. Um, okay. My mom might have watched this one. I vaguely remember, but I don't remember it. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. Next. So, uh, what are we on? So we have a couple of more left. Um, but so 
these two actually okay so these two look like they were kind of together so first we have guiding light which was 1952 to 2009 it was preceded with the radio show of the same name so the radio so some of these soap operas were originally radio shows before they became turned yeah so that was from 1937 until 1952 wow right was the radio show the radio show 37 to 52 so it ran for almost 20 years on a radio show before it became a TV show. Um, it Good was it. recorded the longest running soap in history of 72 years at the time. Yeah. From radio to TV, obviously. Yeah. And then it had a sister show that was As the World Turns from 1956 to 2010. As the World Turns. Right? I remember that. I remember, I remember that. that one. Yeah. First, so these are the, are days, the days of, of our lives. <laughs> Like sends through the hourglass. hourglass. Yes, that's yeah, it. <laughs> these are the days of our lives. Yes, we all remember that one. <laughs> and then um, the next one we had was Another World. I remember my mom watching this one. I do remember my mom. I loved one. this one. This one and all my children. It's both my, my mom and I watched all the time. This one was on at two o'clock right two o'clock. after all my children. <laughs> so we on were NBC. able to, we were able to record both. Yeah. It was because they were on the same i think they were on the same channel i think what was it or was we it had called? them on or we had two separate vcrs recording them if they weren't um but i remember we recorded both shows mm. and ABC i and yeah nbc so they were different channels but that's okay yeah. that's okay you did too um so it was from 1964 until 1999 mm-hmm. nbc set in the town of bay city um, it was a before it's time soap. I was kind of looking. They actually had an episode about abortion in 1964. They were mm-hmm. the first soap to do a crossover, uh, first soap to launch spinoffs, uh, Somerset and Texas. Uh, they were oh, one of the only soaps I think I saw that, was, that went from 60 minutes to 90 minutes at its like peak when everyone loved it, then back down to 60 minutes because obviously soaps kind of had that 60 minutes. And it had a theme song that charted on Billboard in 1987. Mm-hmm. How cool. Like what other soap opera has a freaking theme song that charted for crying it out loud? Like that's also cool. also launched the career of 10-year-old Lindsay Lohan. Yes. And Lindsay Lohan. She well. played Allie Fowler. She was an illegitimate love child between two Whoa. of the main characters. Yeah. And I believe I one of the episodes, one of the final episodes, I think, of uh that i saw was when her mom like her mom on the show was brutally murdered in like this cave or something and all i can remember from it is that they found her body in this cave and she had written an initials on a rock from like another rock because like how it creates like a chalk kind of thing so the i i can't remember what the i think the initials were like mf or something and they come sorry or something like that and then come to find out like um who was i want to say it was cast which is really shocking because cast was like one of the main characters of Hmm. um the show like a really beloved character for so long but i think it turned out that he was like falsely accused or so i don't remember like exactly what happened but i remember Lindsay lohan like her character finding out that her mom was dead and her performance was spot on Wow. Like she was a great child actor. She just kind of lost it later in life because of like, you know, the, her parents, the, not the traumas being... and pressures of being a childhood star and all well, that I... stuff. Yeah. And when her your parents mom, are yeah, her parents, just being her parents. 
not being more being her friend versus actually trying to be parents you know, in that kind of yeah. industry. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's it yeah. happens Using to her as a cash cow. Happens to the best of them, unfortunately. Uh, like so many momagers and dadagers do. Uh, so many momagers. Anyways, um, Dina Lohan, OG momager, <laughs> right? Oh, I'm sure there's more before Dina Lohan for sure. Oh, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. Right. Um. So Young and the Restless. Like I said, is one of the ones that is still on. So it ran from 1973 to now, still going. <laughs> to to now. now, still going. Um, it was a CBS centered in Genoa City, Wisconsin, which I found funny that they had a, a soap opera in Wisconsin, but uh, whatever. Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin, and it has the longest running feud between two characters, Jill Abbott and Catherine Chancellor, for decades now. Their feud has been going on. Must be so some fun. pretty damn good beef if it's 40 fucking decades. I mean, damn. I don't really know what to say to that. It's right? a soap opera. Of course, there's going to be like a feud for long lasting feud. But 40, like none of the other ones seem to have a 40 yeah. decade long and feud. I, I feel like I need to mention how like soap operas are portrayed on shows and movies that are not soap operas. Yes. Where they're like, what, what's the one that like from fucking grownups where it's like, oh, I thought you were dead. He's like, you can't kill the Ronaldo. Like, like they're just so like, just cheese, like over the top cheesy when they're being referenced to in other pop cultures. Yeah. Like they're like, you can't streams. kill someone because they're going to yeah. come back as their secret lover's boyfriend's son or like, okay. just stupid outlandish claims and like characterizations. It's, it's, it's just great. It's hilarious. I feel like that's a really good segue into, into the next one, next one <laughs> yes. because this next one was, I, I believe, I firmly believe it was that the they newest. were like, let's, let's create a soap opera that embodies all the stereotypical because it was one of the newest of the soap operas ever made yes so yeah like you said it seems like it was they tried to take every so many lines i yes i had to stop watching and then come back sometimes and then like i could stop watching this one for a month and the plot line did not develop yeah it stayed like, the same. It stayed like the it was same. the same shit all the time, but it was Fucking still so Teresa. Oh my god, her storyline even so- doesn't love you. So we're talking about passions <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet. 1999 to 2008, it aired on NBC and then on the 101 network for DirecTV for the last season, centered around multi multiracial families in Harmony, New England, with a supernatural element, Tabitha the Witch, and her doll Timmy. Timmy. Um. I'd also like to Ugh. mention how annoying I found Charity and Miguel. Oh, my fucking God. Miguel later to be found on Desperate Housewives, but. Jesse Metcalf, yeah. <laughs> um, and John Tucker. And how they had a different Whitney every season. Yes, Whitney kept changing. Like she was literally a different actress every fucking season. Um, Teresa and Ethan, Teresa like fucking coming back from the dead. Sheridan. Sheridan. And Miguel. I don't, I don't know. No, Although, not it wasn't Miguel. It was. Uh, oh no, it was Harmony. Ernesto? No, no. I can picture him. I just can't remember what his na- his character's name was. I know. Ali- Alejandro. Uh, was- hold on. Because he was Miguel and Teresa's brother. Brothers. Yes, he was the older brother of the mom. Uh, Luis. Luis. Okay, Luis. it was Luis. Luis. Sorry. Luis. Um, and Paloma, their mom. Yep, the cranes. Right. She, was, she was just trying to, like, you know, be a single mom raising her kids and supporting them. She was a maid for the cranes. 
yep. rich family in town. The, Teresa the was in love with their town. son, Ethan, and she did everything impossible to get him into fucking bed. With Justin Hartley as Fox Crane. Yep. Yep. And Alistair. Alistair, yeah. Never saw his face until I think the beginning of season two okay. or maybe the end of season one. You never saw his face. However, there was a Miguel Lopez. What was, what was, there was a Miguel Lopez played by yeah. Gerardo Salasco. Well, then what was Jesse's character? Unless was- that's unless that's who replaced. It's possible that's who replaced him. I'm trying to, I'm going through on here. To, it doesn't even have Jesse Metcalf listed on this Google thing. Unacceptable Google. Why isn't he on here? He was on it for- Because I did not season. imagine it. Like it's not a Mandela effect. He was no, it fucking was. on he was 100% it. 100% on there. This is just stupid. It's not IMDb though. So that's why it's the Google cast list or whatever. Um. The Crane family rule the town of Harmony from their mansion on Raven Hill. Yeah. That's what IMDb says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So Juliet Mills, who played Tabitha. Yep. She is married to Rex Manning from Empire Records. Yes. Rexy, you're so sexy. Max Caulfield. Um, oh, yeah. Gwen was super annoying. Ethan's like OG girlfriend from the first season who like had no fucking clue that he was kind of fucking around on her with Teresa. Yeah. Eventually when that started happening. Oh my gosh. And I I, I will I have to say though, which is a little funny and said I totally oh, kind of had the Sheridan yeah. Crane haircut yeah. in like grade and 10. And then uh Julian and Ivy uh Crane, like Julian Crane and Ivy Winthrop, like P- Ethan's parents. Mm-hmm. Like she was so conniving and just but she was a great she did a great job. Um, he played Miguel Lopez for 85 episodes, 99 to 04. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. We, so for the last four years, someone replaced him as Miguel. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Molly Stanton is charity or zombie charity. Oh, ah, stupid charity. I hated charity. I just, I could not fucking stand her. But yeah. So passions that was, uh, um, yeah. Like we said, it was the newest. This had a super, na- like, yeah. Like this, and like, there was, was magic. Yeah, like, there was, was supernatural magic. Like Tabitha was a witch, and this her was doll. Such a, it was just such a fucked up soap opera. Timmy was a doll that would like come to yeah. life, but not at the like. It was it was just so fucking out there. Like I said, zombie charity. Charity yep. died, but then came back to life or something. And then at one point, I think she was so did, or something. So did fucking what's her face? So did there Teresa. Was, there was just oh, like I remember okay. them being at her funeral, and there was a fucking open casket, and Whitney like put her hand on her hand, and her hand twitched. And they were just like, oh, no, those, that's just a death twitch. It's, they happen when the nerve, the body's starting to shut down and blah, blah, blah. When shouldn't that have already happened if she's already been embalmed? Yeah, yeah, Like, exactly. there's, there, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if this might be a trigger for some people, and but I don't know. she's embalmed, how does she still come into life? Um, because, well, she was given um, kind of like a poison like Juliet was in yeah, Shakespeare. But, but, but it was, it, I, I don't know. But anyway, anyway, any, is any, person, like, any person should be able to see the difference between an alive person Yes, that's sort of dead to a person that actual is actually dead, dead with their fluids. Like and you, shit taken you out. can you can see the difference, and like I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything. I know they're doing it just for TV, but like it's just it's so fucking unrealistic. And yeah. the, and what really pissed me off about that scene was just how like mannerless that bedside table was, where he was just like, oh, it's just a death switch. Like it, like, like her best friend is laying there in a ca- in a casket. You can't be a little bit more sympathetic about that. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? But then, yeah, yeah, it turned out that she wasn't actually dead. They, she was given a thing to make her seem like she was dead to make her heart slow down to the point that you couldn't detect a heartbeat and she came back to life. And I don't remember why, but I remember that storyline. 
Well, and then drama, t- drama, and then scandal, Tommy, scandal. The actual character or the actual person that played Tommy, Tabitha's doll, passed away. Timmy. Timmy. He yes, passed he away. Chris pass away. Uh, so Evans, something Evans. Josh Ryan Evans. Josh Ryan Evans, yeah. So RIP to him. So like I said, that was kind of the newest one. There were some other kind of like random ones they tried to sort of spin off, but clearly never did anything. Yeah. Uh, there was one I looked, saw that it was called Loving from 1983 to 1995. Never heard of it. Which it apparently had a spinoff called The City in 95 to 97. Also never heard of it. Sunset Beach from 97 to 99. I think I've I, heard of it. I feel like this one I vaguely remember. I feel like of. I know this one. Right. And then sun or general hospital had a spinoff called port charles from 97 to 03 heard of it never watched it no and then like we said earlier there's only four left currently um as we stand well three as of today officially yr bold and the beautiful and general hospital are still going but today september 9th if you're listening today days of our lives last episode yeah so yes it is end of an era right It's only a matter of time before they're all gone. Oh, actually. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Actually, I feel like it's the last episode on NBC. I feel like. Oh, so it's not being Peacock. canceled. It's just. Oh, it's just moving. I OK, think it's moving to Peacock. That's so cool. Yo. Lives to Peacock? Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? Yes. Days of our lives moving to Peacock, September 12th. So our apologies, people drink because we get bad information. Our it, bad. So September 9th is the last day it'll be on TV on NBC. So if you want to watch it past that point, you have to get Peacock TV. For those of you drinking along, how's your liver doing? Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you drunk yet? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we've got you drunk by the end of this episode. So yes, four uh, soaps left. Y&R, Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives. Yes. So I feel like that's probably almost like one for almost each of the networks, it seems like. Probably. Because YNR is CBS. Days of Our Lives would have been NBC. Um, General Hospital is ABC. And Bold and the Beautiful, CBS. So CBS still has two. But yeah, that's basically one for all the major networks. Not mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to watch, I guess, for the kids now when they're homesick. Well, they all have fucking Netflix and stuff like that. But Price is Right is still on. Well, and again, they have Netflix. They don't watch TV. And like people, several like, different videos. streaming. So you know what? Yeah. This is actually kind of sad knowing yeah. that like on their days home or like running home from school, kids aren't going to have these like same kind of experiences of watching yeah. these soap operas or these with our, with our moms or watching these, you know, daytime talk shows with our favorite interviewers and stuff. Like I know Kelly Clarkson is on and there's still some that are replacing them, but like, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could still watch them on YouTube. Yes, this is true. Or some of these other because that's where I was watching them this there. morning. But yeah, like, but I mean, what kid nowadays wants to watch old episodes of that kind of shit, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, like there are options. Just I'm pretty sure most kids would just stay in their rooms on their laptops, tablets, tablets and phones. And watch whatever shows they want on the streamings now instead yep. of like like that's what I mean. Like it was just it was different times. Like you you had to sort of like you watched it with your mom because she was home at like or you know, like they, you, it was with your you chicken did noodle too. soup, your crackers, your flat uh, ginger ale, right? Yep. And she would she would catch you up on the Toast. soap operas because you know she hadn't watched it in two months, but nothing had changed anyways in the last two months. She just had to watch the episode for a couple minutes just to make sure where they were, and yeah. then she would fill you in because <laughs> that's how soaps were. It would take them forever yeah. to get through one storyline. But and yeah, they're they're a good way to just escape your life for an hour. They're, yeah, they're good to watch because it makes you realize how uncomplicated your life actually is. And you just think it's complicated because you don't have that kind of drama to fucking compare it to. 
Exactly. So exactly. I mean, things could always be worse, guys. Count your right. blessings. Just watch a towel. Just watch one of these soap operas, and yeah, count your blessings. Uh, on that note, I is think that, that our topic? Have we exhausted our topic? I think we've exhausted all of the uh, soap operas and yeah. daytime talk so shows that we. Can... If we missed anything or any anything you guys want to would say are your favorite memories of what you might still watch or what you used to watch, like drop yeah. us a. Is there, if there, yeah, if, is there a soap you still watch? Was there one of these that you loved watching? Was there one that we might have missed? Mm-hmm. Is there a soap opera in your country that we didn't? Because yeah. we didn't, like clearly Australia and the UK had some. Maybe we missed yep. some. Let us Maybe. know. We would love to hear about these other options that you watched when you were at home sick. Yes. And we will have another episode of the morning talk shows to come. Don't yes. you worry. We are not forgetting the Ricky about Lakes, those. the Jenny Jones. We will be those talking about Donahue's, those Donahue's, and don't worry, that is the Geraldo's, the Montel Williams. They yep, are we will coming. be talking about that. Yeah. So that is it for the afternoon talk shows and soaps. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us on the socials: Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I don't do much on TikTok, but we're on there, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and you can get, can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google podcasts, kind of wherever you get your podcasts and our website, millennialspod.com on YouTube and yeah, subscribe, like tell your friends about us, you know, all of that fun stuff. Cause we'd Please love to give us, us your love. We need applause to live less like yes, Tinkerbell. We're like Tinkerbell. We need your applause to live your stars, your reviews, your comments, please. Your clicks, your likes, your thumbs up skis. Yeah, <laughs> All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah, we will chat you on the next episode. You guys have a good one. See you later. Bye.